From the Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. WVON family, and thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. This is WVON 1690 AM, the talk on the top of Chicago. Once in 900 years is there of February 2nd, 2020, so consider yourself lucky. That's according to my pastor, Father Michael Flager. Our call-in number is 312-371-8130. 312-371-8130. Your comments and questions are always welcome. I'm Chita Strasberg, producer and host of On the Case, and my co-host is the one and only Kent Hunley, publisher of 316 Magazine. I am editor-in-chief of that 10-year-old gospel magazine, and we're in more than 1,000 black churches throughout Chicago and the suburbs, too. But today we have a second co-host in the studio, Mr. Jim Economist. He's Dr. Jim Economist, who is also sponsoring today's show. Welcome, Jim, and thank you for sponsoring this show. Well, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. All right. And Kent and I also thank uh, another sponsor, Dr. Zenobia Sowell. She's located at 1122 North Clark Street, where she has been there for several decades. Dr. Sowell has the latest dental equipment, but more important, she doesn't hurt. Dr. Sowell accepts dental, most dental insurances, and if to make an appointment, call 312-944-9355. Uh, Jim, do you hurt your patients? No, but you're treated with uh, tender, loving care. Okay. <laughs> and Kent and I also uh, welcome our latest sponsor, uh, brand new Cook County Treasurer Maria Pappas, who is asking you to go to cookcountytreasurer.com to see if your taxes and delinquent, uh, to see if your taxes are delinquent and going up for auction at the tax sale that starts May the 8th. So visit cookcountytreasurer.com and put in your address to one to first check if your taxes are up for sale, second, search for $479 million in refunds, and third, see if you are missing out on $439 million in available tax exemptions. Put in your address at cookcountytreasure.com. And don't forget, Treasurer Mayor uh, Maria Pappas has established two outpost offices in the community to help you get those refunds from your property tax. One is located at Rainbow Push Coalition Headquarters, 930 East 50th Street. And the hours at Push is, are Tuesdays from 12 noon to 7 p.m. and Fridays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the other satellite office is on the west side at the Abundant Life Community Center, 2622 West Jackson Boulevard. That's 2622 West Jackson Boulevard, and that's headed by the one and only Reverend Johnny Miller, who is executive director. Now, I think the news for a very long time is the unfortunate, untimely death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and two other people. They were killed when their helicopter crashed. Kobe's uh, basketball skills and his character go well beyond the basketball court or the nation. The world is mourning over his death. Basketball great Shaquille O'Neal is hosting a fundraiser for the Rainbow Push Excel Thursday, February 13th at Soldier Field in the United Club Room. And we'll talk about that more later because we have a guest in the studio, and his name is Kelly Shannon, and he's going to explain all of that. Um, David Thomas, president of Hell Franciscan Alumni Association, Inc., is demanding the resignation of Hell's Franciscan High School president, Anthony Daniels. Hallis. Well, you know, we're going to stay tuned for that because Thomas is saying that Daniel Halsey has not fulfilled his responsibilities to the school as specified in his bylaws. Stay tuned for this battle because it's on. Congratulations go out to Philip Waken, an African-American man who is a Tony and Grammy nominee who is starring in the musical Once on the Island. The musical ends today at the Cadillac Theater. And the annual Georgie Kent Lecture, planned, executed, and overseen by the political chairs at the Organization of Black Students at the University of Chicago, along with students Mylon Patton and Sinku Carson, announced Wednesday the Nikki Giovanni will be the keynote speaker at 6 p.m. Thursday, February the 6th at the University of Chicago in the Keller Center, and that's located at 1307 East 60th Street. 
And guess what? Dr. Cornell West will be guest speaker at St. Sabina Church Sunday, February the 9th at 1115, 1210 West 78th Place. And Rev. Dr. William Barber will be there Friday, February the 7th, uh, February at um, 7 p.m. And on Saturday, February the 15th at St. Sabina, the Chicago Peace Games will be played there at the St. Sabina Arc, the 7801 South Racine, featuring Isaiah Thomas, Spike Lee, Antoine Walker, Derek Rose, Otis Wilson, Vin Baker, Theo Ratcliffe, and Talent Horton Tucker. The attendees will receive a copy of Derek Rose's autobiography, so um, you need to show up. And um, can't you have a special guest here? I do, Shanta, and I do want to remind the On the Case listeners, the call-in number is 312-374-8130. The number again is 312-374-8130. And my special guest is Amani Muhammad. Now, she's known throughout Chicago as the um, Bean Pie. Is it Queen? Imani's original, not just Queen, but Imani Imani's original bean pies. That's what she makes, and I just want the um, listeners to get a chance to um, hear what she has to say. Just give me a moment. Give you over to Imani Originals. Well, thanks, Ken. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know our oh, Ken is pretty tall. Give us one second. So I'm a the president of Imani's Original Bean Pies and Fine Foods. We have a new location, so that's the good news that we're letting everybody know now. And we're at 743 West 79th Street. We've merged with SAW, Soldiers at War, Variety Store. So it's a store, and we're installing a kitchen inside as well. So we're very excited about the project. Uh, If anyone goes around there now, we're under construction, but we're open. And um, we just put our signage up, so we're real excited about that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for coming on On the Case. And good luck. It's always a struggle keeping up a business in Chicago. So we get lots of patrons. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Jim, do you want to say something? Uh, well, just it's always nice to be here like uh, it was a, few, a couple weeks ago. And uh, you know, wish you a lot of luck. And this is one of the reasons why you talk about Cook County taxes. This is one of the reasons why I became very political because I saw my tax bill go up like a rocket ship. And I didn't realize I was just a kid out of school back then. You know, and So it's a struggle. So I admire people when they open up a business and hope things go well. Yes, thank All you. Right. So now we have in the studio, I guess, Ricky Gan- Gandhi. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, Ricky Gandhi. Gandhi yeah. An economist and a progressive Democrat. While working for the Joint Economic Committee in Washington, D.C., he analyzed and advocated for public policy that brings us a more equitable and more fair tax system, helps us combat gun violence, and promotes responsible economic development. Mr. Gandhi, welcome to On the Case. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. So now you're running for office for rep- state representative of which district? Yeah, so I'm running uh, for state representative in the 32nd district. Uh, it encompasses areas in the southwest suburbs, all the way from Hickory Hills to the south side of Chicago, uh, including uh, communities like West Inglewood, Inglewood, and Park Manor. Uh, the map is, like, very uh, gerrymandered, and uh, you can see it's a very... Courtesy of Michael Madison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, yeah, it's a very thinly drawn, drawn map. You can look it up online. Uh, but uh, because of that, it's a very, very um, diverse uh, district. It has a lot of different communities, but also in Chicago fashion, it's very segregated as well. And it's not just segregated in terms of your ethnicity uh, or race, but it's also segregated in terms of uh, the amount of resources the communities get, just because of how we structure our tax systems and how we uh, deal with uh, representatives and uh, representation. Uh, you notice that going throughout the district. Do you mind if I ask your age? I am 28 years old. <laughs> have you ever run for office before? Uh, I have not. This is my first time running for office. Uh, but like uh, you mentioned before, I do have some experience um, working in Congress, but I've also worked on uh, political campaigns before as well. So. We definitely need millennials to get more involved because the last election, you guys didn't come out and vote. Well, I came out and voted. <laughs> <laughs> but I never miss a vote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um, in fact, even, even the primaries, a lot of people don't realize it's important. I've got a friend of mine out in Kane County about six years ago. He won his judge rate uh, out of 13 votes, 13,000 votes by seven votes. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think you nailed it, that um, the primaries are especially important, especially mm-hmm. in um, areas like Cook County, because, like in our race, no Republican filed. And so the choice that the voters have will happen only in the primary election. 
right? And it happens a, a lot throughout the country in areas that are solidly red or solidly blue, is that the primary election is actually the real election in terms of representation for uh, the area. And in terms of having a close election, uh, the first uh, race that I ran in, or not ran in, um, worked on, uh, our candidate lost by 125 votes. Right, so it's a, it's every vote matters, and uh, in races like this, in the primary, every single vote matters, uh, and it's how you get your voice out, and I think that's how we can bring about the well, changes. That that's we absolutely true. There was an African American man who ran for sheriff downstate, and guess how many votes that he he won by? One. One. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're right. Every vote counts. Now, tell us your background. Where did you go to school? Yeah, so I went to school at DePaul University. Um, I was originally pre-med, um, kind of a... Um, and you look like a doctor. That's what I thought you were <laughs> sitting out there. Yeah, it's kind of the stereotypical pathway, right? So I'm a son of uh, Indian uh, immigrants. So I'm Indian American. Mm-hmm. And uh, the typical pathway was like become a doctor or surgeon. And that was uh, originally what I was interested in. Uh, so I studied biology. Uh, but I was also interested in public policy as well, um, just of how the system works. And uh, so I double majored in biology and political science, and I got a few minors as well in, in chemistry and physics and econ. Um, and then I got my master's at DePaul University as well uh, in economics and policy analysis. And then I went to D.C. for a few years to uh, get, my exper- uh, get some experience working in uh, policy um, and civil service. So I worked mm-hmm. at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, did some volunteer work on the side for nonprofits, and uh, and then ended up at the U.S. Senate uh, working there. But yeah, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of different uh, areas of expertise that I have. But I kind of like to combine all of that experience so that we mm-hmm. can have the the best uh, policy forward, but also asking the best questions uh, for people that are more well versed in the areas and topics. So, so what kind of support do you have, and wh- and what about endorsements? Uh, yeah, so we uh, just got endorsed by the Multi Ethnic Advisory Task Force, uh, which is exciting. Uh, we're reaching out to uh, other organizations as well uh, and other local players as well, um, and we're waiting to hear back from the organizations. We sent out our questionnaires uh, to places like the Tribune sometimes. Um, and you other... didn't send me one. <laughs> I'd be happy to send you one. Thank you. Yeah. So how, how important is diversity to your campaign? Uh, diversity is, I think, very important, um, not just on the forefront, but I think it's diversity of thought as well, right? Because when you have diversity on um, on anything, on uh, in businesses or in organizations or campaigns, uh, with the diversity, you get uh, a diversity of experiences and thoughts and uh, just how to approach different topics. And I think that's why um, with our campaign, uh, we have people of color in the campaign and um, um, women and uh, and the like like that. And so making sure that we have those perspectives, um, those perspectives are obviously very valued, in, especially, as I said, a district as diverse as ours. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're elected, then what's wrong with the state of Illinois? And I know, Jim, you're going <laughs> to jump in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I should be explaining why I'm running, right? So I'm running because I believe we need to fundamentally change how politics is done in the state. And uh, it deals with the approach of politics, but it also deals with uh, just, I think, we're focused way too much on the small incremental changes, and we're not focused on the big picture. Uh, or at least we're not seeing that type of action from a lot of our legislators. Uh, and so some of the issues that I want to focus on, um, obviously in my community uh, or in, in uh, my district and many of the communities in our district, uh, the, the couple issues that matter the most are uh, the broken broken tax system, uh, the very regressive tax system we have, not just on income taxes but on property taxes and sales taxes as well, uh, combating gun violence and all the various forms of gun violence as well, uh, and uh, things like prescription drug medications that people are having a harder time uh, ever, more than ever before than uh, affording the prescription drugs, uh, and other things as well like uh, affording uh, af- or having affordable housing uh, and just having a more ethical government and having a government ethics reform and implementing policies that make sure that uh, the people we elect into office are actually accountable to the people and not the corporations or the special interest groups actually paying their campaigns. Jim? Well, this is, uh, you're illustrating what's wrong with Illinois, and you have to ask yourself, who's been in charge for all these years? Speaker Madigan, for example, has been speaker for all but two years in 94, when uh, the Illinois had to house for those two years. So if you win, you should. are you going to pledge that you're not going to support Madigan to be speaker? So uh, what I can pledge is I will have to work with anybody, Democrats or Republicans, as speaker, just to make sure I deliver for the district. Because I think mo- the people are more concerned about making sure that we get the policies in place that we need 
rather than somebody being elected to, to make noise, right? Well, uh, one thing people can do is uh, this year we can vote against this uh, so-called fair tax that uh, Pritzker's trying to uh, push. It's like Obamacare. It was anything but affordable when they called it the Affordable Health Care Act because you talk about prescriptions. As a matter of fact, if you go into the analysis, uh, a lot of things that Obamacare did is they worked with some of these pharmaceutical companies to exclude imports of drugs from Canada and other places where it's cheaper. And a lot of it has to do with product liability, the cost of uh, medical malpractice insurance sh should have been addressed that it wasn't. So here in Illinois, we have the ability to say, let's, let's not keep raising taxes because, you know, it's like the old Bob Marley song, Exodus of People are leaving Illinois because of all these taxes, and this is the problem. And if we did what other states did, we'd have the same economic results. You know, I agree 100 percent. You know, people are um, are being taxed out of Illinois. At the same time, you look at our border, Indiana. Look at Indiana, for example. They um, base the taxes off, I believe it's between 1 to 3 percent of that owner's um, home. And Illinois here is different from Flossmoor to Chicago. It's, it's different based on uh, the county's assessor's office. And uh, we know it went down at the county's assessor's office. It wasn't fair to the African-American community because concerning taxes overall. So I, I say question again that Jim proposed to you is that the people want, uh, they want action. They really do. You know, um, you mentioned yourself, they're tired of the noise uh, being, you know, heard in the air itself. So we just want action. And if it, if it comes down to you being elected, because people do want diversity in our politics. They really do. And that's what we're looking for. So we are looking for someone to step in that's honest and that that's for the people. And that's what it's about, you know, 100% for the people. Yeah, no, I agree. It has to be for the people, and, and you can't just say it. You have to show it, right? And that's why we're not taking any corporate PAC money, uh, because I think a lot of uh, politicians have just been uh, kind of, even if they, they get in with the best intentions, they have re-election on their mind, they have fundraising on their mind, and then they have to uh, adhere to the interests of their large donors. That's why we're 100% individual donor-funded right now. Uh, just uh, It's much more difficult that way, but I think it's um, putting my money where my mouth is, saying that I truly want to be representative of the individuals that put me into office. Uh, because uh, politicians often forget who the real bosses are and who signs the paychecks. It's the taxpayers. Right, they're it's the, the people. Ones, yeah, they're the ones who hired them, they put them into office, and it's the taxpayer dollars paying their salaries. And on that note, and the people forget sometimes, too, who, who, that they're the boss. Yeah. They do, they really do. I see it all the time. People forget that they're the boss, they're in charge, and they let the politicians direct them in their lives. Yeah, and I think that's just because people feel powerless or hopeless, and they don't feel like uh, their individual voices matter so much. And I think that's why it's so crucial going door to door, having meetings, and getting people organized together, because collectively, uh, the voices will be amplified and much louder and much more effective that way. And it puts pressure on the politicians to actually uh, do good things and make sure that they're held accountable. And just say your name again, so people can, you know. Yeah, Ricky Gandhi. Ricky Gundy, and spell that last name for it for our G listeners. <laughs> yeah, G-A-N-D-H-I. And you're running under which party? I'm running in the Democratic primary. So the mm -hmm. election is on March 17th. It's on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, early voting starts, actually, I don't, uh, I think a couple weeks before then, but I don't remember the exact date. Um, but yeah, March 17th is the election. Okay. Well, let's say if you lose, then you could flip and become a Republican and run in the general. The general. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. You're listening to On the Case with Chinta Strasburg, host and co-host Kent Hundley. The call-in number is 312-374-8130. Again, that's 312-374-8130. So um, give us a summation of why we should vote for you as a millennial, and I am very proud of you for running. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, again, it's, it's just about um, having, having somebody in office that's going to advocate for the bold, uh, aggressive policies that we need, the larger structural changes in the system that we need. Um, I, I don't think it's effective to just do the status quo or just go by with the status quo or do small incremental changes, uh, because while we're doing small in incremental changes, a lot of people are suffering from uh, large problems. Uh, like we mentioned before with the tax system, um, in particular, it's the property tax system because um, uh, we've done some studies uh, in Congress about like what types of taxes are causing people to leave. Uh, income taxes is less so, but more so it's property taxes. And we do have one of the most uh, burdensome property tax systems in the country, and we have uh, one of the most regressive systems because we saw that with the, the former assessor's office. Uh, and so that's why I'm saying we need to overhaul the tax system, not just to create a more equitable tax system, but to make it more in line with our 21st century economy. Uh, Illinois' uh, tax system, uh, what they do is they focus a lot on goods, 
and a lot of them are on essential goods and services like groceries. When I lived in Washington, D.C., they didn't tax groceries, and I thought, oh, that kind of makes sense because for a middle-income family or lower-income family, you have to buy groceries, and a larger portion of your budget is going towards groceries, right? But meanwhile, we're not taxing higher-end services uh, that upper-income uh, upper households might be using. And so it's kind of backwards in that sense. And in addition to that, uh, we're moving towards more service-based economy. People are spending a larger portion of the budget on services rather than goods. And if we keep taxing goods but not services, of course that's going to create a, um, a deficit that way. But then if you tax services, those services become more costly. So it's the uh, it's a dog chasing's tail. So no new taxes, sir. <laughs> and as far as, you know, one of the things, if you, if I'll give you some campaign ideas. Um, I had a conversation with Marco Rubio when he was running for Senate the first, you know, way back mm -hmm. when. And he said one of the things they did in Florida is they have what are called sunset provisions in their laws. So if something's not funded every eight or ten years, that agency will basically like go bye-bye, all of them. So a lot of these little obscure agencies and things that we're still funding, you know, they, they wouldn't be funded. And also Illinois has something like 7,000 uh, different layers of government or something. Uh, and over 7,200 units of local Right, so if a lot of this stuff was cut, a lot of that fat, all the administrative costs would go down. And just, just, you know, feeding the fat pig doesn't work, and that's why lower taxes work, and this is why states like, you know, Texas and Tennessee and all these other states that, and in India that actually attract people, you know, have these types of provisions, so the cost of government is less, so there's less taxes for other people to pay. Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand those concerns uh, as well, and uh, the tax system is like one example of a large overhaul of uh, the system we need, but uh, on other issues that people care about, because it's not just taxes, it's other things like public safety and education as well, right? Uh, so just uh, just to give more examples of the large structural changes I'm advocating for, uh, for example, uh, when it comes to gun violence, we have some 40,000 people a year dying in gun violence, uh, from gun violence, and in Illinois, it's thousands of thousands, uh, thousands of people are affected in one way or another by gun violence. And one of the reports we published in the Joint Economic Committee found that uh, the issue of gun violence costs Illinois over $17 billion a year when you kind of layer in other like lost economic development, hospital costs, and everything like that. Um, but one of the things I found is missing from the debate is we're, we're focused on uh, the types of gun violence that just tends to make the news, right? Things like mass shootings um, or the, the uh, the regular shootings we see all the time on the news, mm -hmm. but we don't focus on the other types of gun violence like domestic abuse, suicides, uh, and things like that. And uh, one of the, the approaches and the change in approach I want to make is uh, addressing each type of gun violence with this particular set of solutions that's needed. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, for gun violence uh, or for, um, for gang violence, there have been a lot of uh, good community organizations on the ground, uh, mm -hmm. like the Interrupters, uh, making sure that uh, those types of organizations are well-funded and they continue to do the good work that they've been doing, as well as create jobs and opportunities for people so that um, the areas uh, can have more opportunities. Well, another thing that would help would be to uh, try to get rid of the no-snitch mentality that a lot of people have, because a lot of times there's bad people around, but because of this policy where people don't want to be cooperative with the police, you know, people will go on and do things and they're not, they're not being... Uh, looked after or checked out or whatever. Yeah, and I think that there's a couple reasons for that. I remember reading a news story where one person um, did confess to the police and uh, gave the police information, and then a few weeks later she was found dead, right? And so we have to acknowledge why these types of mentalities exist, and a lot of it is because of fear and safety and making sure that, um, that their lives are, are not in danger for trying to help the police. And then, of course, there's the obvious uh, distrust between community members and, and the police based off the uh, history of Chicago for the last 120 years. Yeah, I agree with the um, the no-snitch policy. The no-snitch no snitch policy has to be applied overall. We're talking about the police department? No-snitch policy? Well, just in general, people don't want to cooperate with the authorities. We're talking about inside the police department, what I'm speaking about, as well as outside the police department, the well, community. I mean, the, the, the general public you know, has a no-snitch policy. And so does the Chicago so Police that, Department. Yeah. This in, <laughs> I can look at your external. face in the studio right now. I'm internal just and external no-snitch. <laughs> right. Ricky, go Gandhi, <laughs> Ricky Gandhi, thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and if, if uh, anybody listening wants uh, more information, they can visit the website at rickyforil32.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Ricky for the 32nd District. Uh, yeah, I'm also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, feel free to message me on any of those platforms, um, and I'd be happy to respond. I'm trying to be that very accessible, uh, responsive uh, public servant. All right, sit tight. We may have some uh, questions for you. Let's go to line one. Line one. Kalula? Kalila. Kalila, that's a beautiful name. Thank you, and good afternoon to your guests. 
I uh, wanted to make a comment to Imani Muhammad or about Imani Muhammad and just wanted to, to say that I have watched Imani's original bean pies evolve from a homeschool experiment into a wholesale operation and now into a retail outlet. And I just want to offer Imani some encouragement and just to say keep pressing on in the community um, because your presence is much needed. And also, I did have an opportunity to go to the Chicago History Museum to see American Medina, um, the exhibit about uh, Muslim Chicago that you are uh, featured in. And it was just really a proud moment, um, first of all, for you to be considered a part of Chicago history and for you to be such a great representative um, of the Muslim community and of the community as a whole. Just keep pressing on. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for reminding me because oftentimes I'm so busy, I forget what's going on <laughs> and what I'm doing. And could you let the listening audience know how long the exhibit will be running? Yes, ma'am. So the exhibit is at the Chicago History Museum located on 1600 North Clark. And the, the name of it is America Medina. Um, and it'll run until, I believe, March of twenty. Uh, what is, I think, 2022, if I'm correct. Oh, wow, okay. Yep. Well, and so you. for more information, thank you. Thanks for calling in and um, saying such nice words. Thank you. I let's, really appreciate Let's go that. to line two, Cornelius. Cornelius, are you there? All right. Yeah, I was uh, just wanted to ask Sister Mani about, I know I heard about her bean pies, and I just want to know what local, good locations to pick them good pies up. Thank you, Cornelius. So you should come over to our new store at 743 West 79th Street. It's Soldiers at War and Imani's Originals, and you'll see the signage because we have beautiful signage up now. You could go to our website at imanisoriginals.com. Um, anyone, okay. we, we ship throughout the United States, but you could just come over and see us at the store. We love to see All right. You. And keep them bean pies going because I heard they were so good. I tried a piece of it one time and ate the whole pie in one day. Did you lick your fingers too? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for your call. Now, I uh, before we go to our second guest, in-studio guest, I have to read this. I have to pay the bills. Cook County Treasurer's Office Radio. Um, Cook County Treasurer Maria Pappas says, go to cookcountytreasurer.com to see if your taxes are delinquent and going up for auction at the sales tax, at the tax sale that starts May the 8th. Visit cookcountytreasurer.com and put in your address to number one, Check to see if your taxes are up for sale. Second, search for $79 million in refunds. And guess what? Reverend Jesse Jackson got $4,000 that he didn't know he had. So you need to go there and and, uh, see if you have some money coming, too. Thirdly, see if you are missing out on $39 million in available tax exemptions. That's if you're a senior. Put in your address at cookcountytreasurer.com. And you will definitely uh, get a blessing, I'm sure of it. Also, again, I'd like to thank Dr. Zenobia Sowell. Um, She's a dentist at 1122 North Clark Street. And, of course, our sponsor for today, Dr. Jim Economist. We simply call him Jim, who's also a dentist. You never give your address. Well, I'm conveniently located downtown Bartlett. It's a little far from the city, but worth the drive. Or you can take the metro line that goes to Elgin. There's a Bartlett stop in my office. It's right across the street from it. It's 106 West Bartlett Avenue, Bartlett, Illinois, 60103. Phone number is 630-830-4930. We pretty much are like a one-stop shop. I do a lot of uh, clear liner therapy, otherwise known as Invisalign. I do a lot of focus on, a lot on what I call a, a third, I guess you call it interceptive third molar removal on kids when they're in their teens years because when their wisdom teeth are growing, uh, they're, they're, smaller, they're much smaller at that point. It's easier to get them out. You'll see on x-rays they're already starting to turn sideways or become impacted. The difference is when those teeth are still growing, it's easier to take them out. And more importantly, you don't have the nerve connection yet because the roots aren't fully developed. Because sometimes an adult, you have to tell them you might have some nerve damage or tingling when you take those teeth out you know, when they're older. And it's more complicated because you know, the, the nerve is connected and things. There's just no room. So that's why you hear so many people have to get them out. So what we do is a service. We tell people, you know, it's not hurting you now. But you can see on the x-ray it's already starting to grow in crookedly and things like this. So 
it's just easier, and the bottom ones are the ones you want to get first, and then if you wait a while, the upper ones usually come down on their own, and those are very easy to take out relative to the top ones, or to the bottom ones. Thank you so much. Now, we have in the studio a very special, special guest. His name is Kelly Shannon, and he has to go to the mic right now. And um, he is promoting the February 13th, 7 p.m. Soldier Field uh, in the United Club Room appearance at... Uh, at basketball great Shaquille O'Neal, who is hosting a fundraiser for the Rainbow Push Excel program and to help our children improve their technical skills. Mr. Shannon, welcome to On the Case. Oh, thank you, Chinta. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be able to come here and, and talk about the event. What a great opportunity uh, for the listeners who are not aware. This is the first time that the NBA All-Star Game is coming to the city of Chicago in 32 years I know there are probably a lot of listeners out there that this is the first time in their lifetime that the NBA All-Star is coming here. And if you aren't familiar, this is a um, uh, this is an event that is on the magnitude of the Super Bowl. So it's kind of appropriate that we're talking about it today. Uh, the big game, usually during an NBA All-Star weekend, uh, somewhere between 100 and 250,000 people come to the hosting city. And they uh, bring about a hundred million dollars of economic impact to the city, and um, I thought, what a great opportunity this would be to showcase Chicago. It hasn't been here in 32 years, um, and so I partnered with Rainbow Push Coalition to bring the event here, uh, bring Shaquille O'Neal to host it. We got a couple co-chairs for the event: uh, Chicago native Isaiah Thomas, also a Hall of Famer, and Dave Bing out of the Detroit Pistons, another Hall of Famer. We've got a star-studded uh, uh, alignment of attendees on on tap for the night. It's going to be a great night. I want everybody to you know look at their calendars and try and come out and support it, because the major uh, thrust of this event is to raise money for, as you mentioned, Chinta, um, some great programs for the youth. Uh, it's supporting a Cool Kids Code program that uh, Rainbow Push Coalition launched last year out of Detroit. And it is for six, uh, grades 6 through 12, young kids that um, want to get into computer programming. So it was a Silicon, based, Silicon Valley-based program uh, developed by engineers and scientists and instructors. And they teach young kids the technological skills that will make them competitive in the future. And that's what we need. That's what, these are the types of seeds that, are, that we need to plant in fertile ground now. I was... Uh, I, participated on yesterday's um, uh, Saturday morning broadcast with uh, Rainbow Push Coalition, and we talked about, uh, you know, the tragedy behind Kobe Bryant. And one of the questions elicited responses of, about his uh, impact into, uh, you know, culture and society. And um, I think my reply was the same way that Kobe's father, Joe, you know, instilled things in Kobe, and then Kobe was doing it with his daughter, Gigi, and other kids, it's that circle of life, and we need to focus on the young kids so we can continue making the, um, uh, not just incremental changes, but the, you know, the monumental changes that the previous guest, uh, Ricky Gandhi, mentioned. You know, we meet, need to move things forward, and what, you know, what a better focus than the youth of, of the city of Chicago. The uh, Cool Kids Program, Cool Kids Code Program, will be expanding to Chicago this summer, which is why we need to raise, you know, some funds so that we can have it. You'll be seeing advertisements for the Cool Kids Code coming, and hopefully, you know, people with young kids out there, grades 6 to 12, that want to get involved in this, they can, you know, sign up to attend. So can you when explain the what this game, by the All-Star Game is in two weeks. It's February 16th, uh, Sunday. Our event is Thursday. So we strategically positioned it to, as a Welcome to Chicago, which is the title, Welcome to Chicago 2020. We're going to kick off the weekend. Uh, it's at Soldier Field in the United Club Room. We have a VIP reception early from 7 to 8, and then general admission uh, starts at 8 p.m. We got a great night. We got great food, musical performances. We're going to have a silent auction with a lot of things being offered, uh, auctioned off. And we got some surprises on tap for the night that I can't quite give away on air today. All right. And so um, Shaquille will be there definitely? Absolutely. He does his, uh, he broadcasts from uh, the TNT. They have, TNT has one game on the schedule on, on that Thursday. Right after the game, he's coming to town, coming straight to the event. And uh, 
He'll be there. And if you've ever been to an event with Shaquille O'Neal, you know he just doesn't sit in the corner. He participates in the event. So be prepared to hang out with Shaq. So does Shaq like to, come to that. Does Shaq like to party? Does he like to party? Yeah. <laughs> does he like to party? <laughs> is ice cold? Is water wet? Shaq <laughs> likes to party. Okay. I, I, I don't know the guy, so I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting him. How tall is this man anyway? He's seven foot one. Seven foot? Oh, my God. I'm 4'11". Yes. yes. So we'll make sure, Chinta, you get a picture with him so you can see the difference. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that or not. Let's go to line one, Narsira. Did I say that right? Hello. How, how are you doing? And okay. How are you guys doing? Thank you. I uh, just wanted to call in and say um, I'm so proud of Sister Imani. Uh, I've been buying her bean pies for so many years, and she has, as the caller said before, she has grown from just a small working out of her home, so now you're able to purchase her at right, retail stores. So that's the one thing I wanted to say. And I'm also glad to hear that the NBA is um, – is coming to Chicago because that'll give us a chance for people in our communities to be able to capitalize and perhaps make money off of such this such big event that's coming. So I just wanted to say you have a great show going on now, and, and I enjoy listening to everyone that's talking. Thank you so much for calling. Let's go to line two, Sheodia. Did I say that right? My name is Sheodia. Sheodia. That's a beautiful name. Ma'am. That's a beautiful name. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hello to everybody, the host and all of the guests. I'm calling to um, speak uh, on um, Imani's original bean pies. We are so proud of her. I am her mom. And so I watched her from go from ground zero to 100. And I just want to say that um, this is a really proud moment for me. Um, also, I know that um, the pies are being shipped across the nations, and we have a request here in the South to uh, have them be distributed from the Brookshire stores. And so if she will, um, send me uh, contact information, whatever I would need to know to give it to the people that I'm in contact here with in the South. So we can get those pies in the stores in Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas as well. Now, everybody, you. you heard her mama, so That's you go my out. mama, y'all. You heard mama say, go buy those bean pies. You go out there and buy those bean pies. I love bean pies, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's a shameless plug because that's my mama. She was really there at Ground Zero. <laughs> All right, let's go to line one. Thank you so much, Sheador. How do you say your name again? You're welcome. Thank you. What's your name? Theodia. Okay, they didn't spell it right. Okay, so let's go to line one, Edora. Hello? Edra? Is your name Edra? Yes, my name is Edra. All these beautiful names calling. Welcome Thank to On the Case. Thank you. I just want to say I've been, man, rocking with Imani's Bean Pies, man, since I want to say 2008. And I've seen Imani grow, and people have asked me, well, what does she put in her pies? Imani puts love in her pies. That's what makes her pies stand out different from any other bean pie I have tasted. They are fresh. They are made with love and butter. <laughs> um, and I've just seen just the whole experience with Amani. The pies, Amani's pies will make you break your diet because every time I try to go on a diet and I'm buying somebody's grocery store and I see that sign for them pies, I, I got to go in and I'm going to kill me about one by myself. I'm just saying they're that delicious. And then when she expanded to put on the vegan line, that was just wonderful because now everybody, they have no excuse why they cannot grab and eat her pies. She got the vegan people taken care of, and she got those who eat a little butter, like myself, taken care of. And those who, who can't have no, no dairy, she got that taken care of, too. So you, can't, you ain't got to have no cream cheese on your pie. You can have the plain um, bean pie, but her pies are delicious, and I love them to pieces. Thank you for calling on the case. So how much, is your, uh, how much are your pies? So um, they vary in prices. The six-inch pie is somewhere from five ninety-nine to six ninety-nine, depending on the store that you att- you go to. Mm-hmm. And the large, the nine-inch deep dish, 
um, runs from twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. All right, and let's give you a vac- your location again and the time. Our location again is seven forty three West Seventy ninth Street. We're open um, daily from ten to ten every day except Sunday. Sunday we're open from twelve to eight. So um, go to our website or you could give us a call at seven one six seven zero zero seven. I'm sorry, I forgot the other number, but um, so yeah, seven one six seven zero zero seven. A lot of people like to call instead of go to the website, and um, we're looking forward to seeing people out at the store. A lot of people have been coming out while we're under construction. Are you at the at the point where you can deliver pies? So we we actually ship throughout the United States, so you can go online and order. Or we're also in grocery stores, like the new one, the local market. We're in Bonsante. If they go online, they can see a list of our stores. How about like Uber, uh, Uber Eats? We will be. We will be. We have been before. We are actually on all of the platforms, um, uh, Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash. But um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, it'll be um, back live. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Now, Kelly, Shannon, um, I, I don't know your title. Okay, well, I, I'm um, uh, I, uh, I work for Maven Entertainment. Maven. Maven, M-A-V-E-N Entertainment, mm-hmm. and um, I'm the vice president of finance, but I'm also the project manager for this event we're having. And forgive me if I'm uh, interrupting the program with a stomach growling. All this talk about bean pies is making me hungry. <laughs> I'm actually going to see if I can get some uh, bean pie, arrange for to have some bean pies at the event. Um, one of the things that we're featuring at the event is. We wanted this to make a uniquely Chicago experience. This is why we're having it at Soldier Field. We have Chicago-style foods. We're having a lot of Chicago uh, performers and artists and celebrities uh, come through. And um, so Imani's Originals, that's a Chicago food. I'm going to see if I can make some arrangements. Well, that's awesome. You heard it first. Um, that is uh, that is so great. Um, so let's get back to this um, Thursday, February 13th. 7 p.m. Soldier Field United Club Room. That's supposed to be a special place? It's a it's a pretty special place. Uh, for the people who come to Chicago, it's a legendary stadium. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the United States. Um, no, uh, I, I'm not talking about the stadium. We know Soldier Field right. is. But United Club Room? Right. So when the um, Soldier Field was remodeled, a mm-hmm. lot of people said it looked like a spacecraft was dropped down it in the does. middle of the stadium. It does. The United Club Room is part of that sta- uh, that spacecraft that was dropped down. Very nice uh, uh, facility. Mm-hmm. It's got great views of both the field, and it, it actually looks on the east side of the stadium toward the lake. Um, so it's gonna be it's going to be a very comfortable environment. One okay. thing that's missing from that view is MIGS Airport. That's true. <laughs> Pretty much destroyed by Daly in 2003. As a matter of fact, you know, if that airport were rebuilt, I was actually rooting for Willie Wilson to become mayor because that was one of his platforms was to re- MIG, reopen MIGS Airport. And if uh, anybody's listening to Lightfoot, maybe she should consider the same thing because that would help McCormick Place a lot because before planes would come in out of there, you know, Shaq could take a corporate jet and land right there. It would have to come from Midway or O'Hare. It was so convenient. It was just it, just nastily destroyed. It was it's once a big gash in, in fact, that could be your campaign too, a big gash in Illinois' economy was when that uh, airport was criminally destroyed. Okay. Now, you know, today is Groundhog Day, and the, and the little critter uh, came out, and he did not see his shadow. So does that mean we're going to have an early spring? I don't know. Some we're people having it today. It's 55. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, it's nice. Saves your heating bill. I like it cold. And I also like to announce an exclusive. Um, Cook County Judge Stanley Hill was at my church this morning, St. Sabina, and Father Michael Flager announced that uh, St. Sabina will be a satellite um, site for Rainbow Push Coalition oratorical program. And I am so proud of my pastor, and I'm so proud of Cook County Judge Stanley Hill. So thank you so much. So now we have... Um, sites in Detroit, and we have a site on the west side. I think it's the NAACP, and and we have, of course, at 930 East 50th Street, and that's the headquarters for the Rainbow Push Coalition. Thank you so much. So um, tell tell us more about entertainment. Are you going to have entertainment at, at the Shaq's party? Absolutely. So we've got uh, local DJ, uh, DJ Vince Adams, 
We've got uh, Kai Alexander. He'll be playing during the VIP reception. He was the uh, keyboardist in the uh, local program Empire. And then we've also got Dougie Fresh coming in. Uh, we've got some other things on tap, but I'm not allowed to say them on the radio today. You'll just have to come on out. Nobody's and listening. Tell me. <laughs> I, I know better, Chinta. I know people <laughs> listen to the program. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have a a real fun evening. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's for the kids. It's for a great benefit. Uh, Yeah, well, the the proceeds are for the kids, but you have to be 21? Yeah, it's a a 21 and over event. Because you're serving liquor. We are serving alcohol. Shame Mm -hmm. on you. It's the free market, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then how do you get the tickets? You can go online to welcometochicago.com. Ticketmambo, M-A-M-B-O, dot com, and just put in an order. Just uh, you can you can pay via PayPal or uh, credit card, and just order the tickets. And they'll come to you on your phone. You can print them out, bring them in, or just bring your phone in. All right. And then how much are, how much are the tickets? General admission is two hundred dollars, and the VIP tickets are five hundred. And only the people who pay $500 can go to the VIP reception? Absolutely. The VIP reception starts at 7. It's from 7 to 8. And then general admission opens up at uh, 8 p.m. All right. See you there in the VIP. <laughs> Are you going to come, Jim? I'm going to go, yes. I like supporting good causes. Are you you want to meet Shaq? I'd like to meet Shaq. I, I've met a lot of you know, well-to-do people in my life, and I think it's an indication of the greatness and the blessings that America has to offer people. Too often times we hear, oh, America's this, you know, it's bad, 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 especially by our liberal uh, political friends. But, you know, America offers, it allows just normal people to do extraordinary things. You know, in my own life I've done quite a few things, but you meet people like him or, you know, like Michael Jordan or Oprah Winfrey, all these other people that start off as some kid someplace, or in, people come in from other countries with just their shirts in their back and they turn around and discover things. Or when I first opened my dental office uh, 40 years ago, um, I had a lot, of, you know, that was the end of the Vietnam War days, and so a lot of the Vietnam Vietnamese people and people from that part of the world came over here, and just like, you know, a lot of people now, they, they're on, they're, they have, like, public assistance for a little bit of time to get them a start, but then, you know, they finish up and their kids go to school, and a lot of these kids now that are, were little babies when I knew them, now they're professional people themselves. You know, they're doctors and attorneys and do things like this, and they have families, and they're raising their kids, and that's the American dream, and that's what why these things should be supported, and this is an example of that. All right, so Ricky Gandhi, you think you can go? You're you're over 21. Uh, you're getting old, you know. <laughs> I know. I'll trade I you for years. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, well, I'll be uh, definitely campaigning, but I'll be there in spirit. Um, it's a very good cause, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy it's happening. Um, sad why this had to happen in the first place with Kobe and everything, right? It's a very tragic loss. Uh, for everybody, and especially with like my generation, that's who we grew up on, right? The Jordans, the Kobe's. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't think I will be there because also five hundred dollars for a twenty eight year old is pretty pretty steep. Wait, are you going to get the five hundred dollar ticket oh, or the no, two hundred? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, just saying it's it's uh, it's pretty steep for someone my age. But um, yeah, I, I will be uh, out, uh, campaigning, knocking doors, and making sure that we get our message out there. Um, and yeah, I mean. If you want to give me more flyers, I'll uh, publish it on social media and let the people so, know this exists. So all that, was that a yes or what? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll see. You're speaking can. like a politician. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm well, if, if Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. is listening, I sold another ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jim. Jim from uh, South Elgin, the Rebel Browser. Dr. Jim Economist is going to buy a oh. what, $200 or $500 no, ticket. I'm VIP. Absolutely. You're kidding. Fuck. Reverend Jackson, did you hear that? I just sold a VIP ticket for five hundred dollars. <laughs> and well, um, that's why you want to have a good economy so people can afford these nice little luxuries and do things. <laughs> and Pastor Ira Acri is buying two, so that's three tickets I've sold so far. I'm gonna keep trying. Yeah. Imani, can you um, give us a wrap up about your business and um, how do I now? How do I get one? How come you can't open up a store in Hyde Park? So we're in Bonsante Health Foods in Hyde Park. Where? Bonsante Health Foods. Okay. 1512 East 53rd, 53rd. Street. Mm-hmm. And we've been there for some years now. So yeah. So how come you don't advertise? We do. So Where? we do. On, we, on this station, on my program, hello? Oh, because <laughs> Ken just called me, and so <laughs> this is our first uh, reacquaintance again. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I can yeah. actually go there, and the bean pie will be there. Absolutely. 
Do I have to refrigerate it? Yes, you do. And they're, mm-hmm. and they're bought, they're sold in the refrigerator, refrigerated section of any store mm-hmm. that we're in, and usually the bakery area if it's a grocery store. Are you going to tell me how to, your ingredients? I mean, we use navy beans. We use um, organic cane juice, sugar in all our products. Uh, so, and we also, we have an original version and we also have vegan pies as well. We have a new one, a couple of new ones that's out. We have a peach and a um, peach bean and pie? an apple. So, an yeah, apple peen pie? Are you apple, kidding? You got to come and taste it. So you got to come over to the store. We're actually going to have a tasting soon. When? Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We can't, so we're getting our floor done at the store right now. So... You know how it is with workers. I can't tell you the date yet, but you can't so. tell me the secret in how to make one of those bean pies either. <laughs> no, I can't. No, you got. They, they said you have to keep buying them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so Jim, uh, uh, Kelly, Shannon, one more uh, comment on the upcoming event. Absolutely. Um, you know, I hope to see everybody out there as. Uh, Dr. Jim mentioned, um, you know, the the stories that are that are evolving. I forgot to mention that we're going to have um, Judge Greg Mathis there. Oh, my favorite judge. And if you've ever heard his story, I mean, it is. I, I was one of the first reporters to write that at, at a convention in Detroit many, many years ago. Absolutely. I was shocked. W- one of the young, I mean, the youngest judge in, in Michigan. But it was in jail that Reverend Jackson met him yeah. and influenced and turned his life around. And he's got a great story. Those are the types of stories that this country is made of. Those are the types of stories that we need to keep making in this country. Right. And Reverend Jackson has made such a difference in so many lives. Uh, and we should give him credit while he's here. Absolutely. And I, I do believe in ble- uh, giving flowers to people while they're here. And uh, a lot of, some people, you know, get upset when I praise others. And I, but I don't care. I, I know once you die, that's it. You know, and and to me, when I go to funerals and I see the one crying the most, I know that is the one that treated the dead the worst. Right. And, you know, a lot of people aren't familiar with the uh, impact that Reverend Jackson has had in the NBA. He was instrumental in, you know, in in helping the NBA Players Association really flourish. And that's why the the players are receiving the salaries that they are now. Right. Um, That is true. He's had a big influence. Absolutely. And they're making the kind of money that they're making now because of his intervention. Absolutely. Reverend Jackson loves to stick his nose into social justice issues, and I love him for that. Absolutely. This is why you always have to support people's ability to earn money and pay less taxes. (laughs) Dr. Jim Economist and Ricky Gandhi and Kelly Shannon and Imani. What is your last name, Muhammad? Okay. Thank you for being my co-host Kent Hunley, thank you so much, and thank you for being just a good friend. And thank you, Shenta. And I just want the listeners out there on the case to know that this show will be on a podcast. You can get it on iTunes um, this week. Later this week, we'll um, 